When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey everyone, my name is Danilo Petrovic. I'm Ilya Marchenko. I'm Dennis Kuda. I'm Evgeny Donskoy. I'm Henry Laksana. I'm Peter Turepko, and you're listening to the Game to Love podcast. Ah, welcome back, tennis fans. God, it feels like it has been an age since we last saw you all. I'm, I can only apologize. We've been super busy, haven't we, JG? We have been yep. running around the whole of London. Uh, it seems like it was on a ridiculous, uh, I don't know, it was like deja vu every day. The one day we were at home. Then we're at your flat. Then we're at the Royal Albert Hall. Then we're back at your flat. Then we're back to the Royal Albert Hall, back at your flat. But we had a great time, didn't we? And uh, I'm sure everybody's already seen. We got to speak to just some legends of the game. And I'm still a bit in shock and a bit in awe. And don't quite believe that actually happened what happened on Super Saturday. It will go down in history, the 27th of November. God. Are you going to invite me on the podcast or are we just going to hear you talk about the weekend? I'm going to talk about it for a bit more if you want. (laughs) (laughs) Just sitting here listening to you. No, it was quite nice to be fair. Just I feel like I was uh, one of the guests on the podcast. Well, you Um, are in a way. (laughs) So am I. It was a great time. We had a really good one. We'll be releasing the vlog in due course. Of course, we've been super busy with work commitments, everything else. Uh, And like I put in the tweet earlier, life doing life. But we are going to be back now. We're going to be doing more podcasts. We've got end of year awards coming up. We've got Rafa and the Dow returning, Dominic team. We've got, well, I know we're catching the end of Davis Cup as that's happening as well. And there's just so much to talk about with tennis. Um, I think the Australian Open, I did see the other day, 50 day countdown. I'm assuming that's probably in the 40s now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so much happening here with tennis and we're going to be covering as much of it as possible. Um, to start things off though, the title, as you've seen, Rafael Nadal returns. It's been the big podcast we've been waiting to do for some time, but he's back. 
in Abu Dhabi in about 14 days' time. Yes, the big man. And I say about like I didn't know exactly the exact day when he's going to be back because it's eagerly anticipated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, almost like uh, you didn't like 14 have 14 days, two hours, six minutes and 28 <laughs> seconds until Rafa's back on has it on his calendar. I was at his flat. There is a big circle on his calendar. Rafa returns, it says, and... Uh, do not book anything on this date. There's arrows pointing to it like a, a big fanatic uh, on a calendar. I've never seen anything quite like it, really. Uh, it was quite uh, nice to see the Rafa bed covers that JG has at his flat as well. They're quite nice. Uh, Honestly, though, joking aside, you're excited. <laughs> yeah, no, Let's be honest. You're not really that Rafa's am. biggest fan, but you're excited. I can't wait to see him back on court. I can't we need, wait. We need him. I just need to see him playing tennis again. I know it's an exhibition. But it's just so exciting. We're gonna have Dominic team playing in it as well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, let's let's get into it anyway because I know we've got some graphics to share. Before I do, I just want to give a shout out to Daria G in the chat, hey. uh, one of our new patrons. Appreciate that for joining the patron. Hopefully, you like some of the exclusive content over there. If you want to join and go see our interview with David Fred, Thomas Burditch, go check it out and join the patron for as little as three pound a month, just like Daria G did over there. Uh, shout out to some of the other people who have joined us. Great to see you in, Oli Patone, uh, DJ as well, and LS Fire. Apologies, we were slightly late. Yeah. But let's get into it. And here we have this graphic 88 career titles, uh, 13 French Open champion, four time US Open champion, two time Wimbledon champion, one time Australian Open champion, two time Olympic gold medalist, Rafael Nadal is back on court. We get to see him. Um, I can't wait. I really can't wait. And like I said, 14 days' time, we get to see him playing in a not real competitive environment. But they're going to give it their best because it's a good preparation. And it's good to, for him to see where he's at with his injury. Of course, he's had such a horrid injury, uh, which limited him so much in that semi-final of Roland Garros against Djokovic. <laughs> and I feel like he would have won if he wasn't injured. No, joking aside. But he is back and I can't wait for it. How do you feel about it? Yeah, I feel like I'm the guest now. <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, I'm going to say uh, something that will probably surprise some people. Uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to the return of Rafael Nadal. But it has been increased uh, in my mind, this Rafael Nadal return, just simply because we were there with David Ferrer and just hit, it was almost, it was the closest thing you could get to being next to Rafa for me. Uh, speaking to David Ferrer, per, like face to face, shaking his hand, hearing his insight into like the young players on tour, like Carlos Alcaraz, and just hearing the way he pronounces words, like the power and like, and the, like the, oh, mate, it was just that type of thing. It gets me excited. And you do realize any you, Spanish guy would have sounded the same. Nah, they wouldn't because they don't they have, would have mate. they don't have <laughs> he has a like a philosophical look towards the game. And I know Rafa is exactly the same. And that just uh, it just got me psyched up for Rafa's return. Speaking, I'm I'm just surprised we didn't even uh really get to speak much about Rafa to him. Uh I'm super well, excited. I'm well, I'm super excited to see Rafa return though obviously he's missed but a where, massive... wait then quickly where is Rafa returning if you go to the right there we can see so yeah, scrolling over to the right we can see Abu Dhabi yep. Zayed Sports City's tennis stadium uh December 16th to the 18th 
And yeah. I believe he's won this event five times before. Tickets available. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm super excited to see it just because he's missed a massive chunk of this back end of the year. Obviously, it's due to injury. It's due to this foot problem that he has had, which I thought was crazy when we were discussing it on the, the podcast where we did the analysis of the of his foot problem, that he's actually it had it before he won his first ever Grand Slam. So I'm not majorly concerned. Uh, I think that he's obviously doing it for a reason, to get more longevity in the sport. And I'm hoping now this is just going to be a little uh, taster of Rafa easing himself back into the tour, ready for Australia. And uh, will who will he be uh, facing in Australia? We still don't know who the lineup is, uh, but Rafa will be there if he is fully fit. Uh, after yeah. this tournament, that's for that's sure. the big news. He said he's playing in Australia and he's playing yeah. this as the preparation. So we don't know if Djokovic is going to be there. We did a podcast on that. We know the fact that they have to um, now be vaccinated to be there. Has Djokovic already been vaccinated? He's not. We don't know. It's, it was wait and see. My opinion is he's not going to play this year's Australian Open. Ben thinks he's confident he will be there. John Silk agrees with him. So let's find out. But moving over to the next tab. Sure. We can see this is the order of play. We actually have it already. Uh, so it starts on the 16th of December. So maybe I was wrong, in fact, because we don't see Rafa then in um, on the on the 16th. We'll see him in action on the 17th. Yes. He sort of misses the first day. Just uh, not bad, really. Some uh, great players in this tournament, though. Yeah, uh, and it kicks off with Denis Shapovalov, Kasper Ruud, and the other one, Andy Murray, Dominic Team. Love that. That is a great matchup. And what a great matchup for Dominic Team to really come back. I couldn't really have selected that better myself, really. If you're looking to come back and play somebody and have all the like lights on the court, all the eyes on the court, no better than a former Grand Slam champion, someone who's been sort of playing very well this year i mean the, he's not been getting too deep in tournaments but he still gave sitapas an amazing match and went to five with him so i think it's going to be a real test for dominic team and for andy murray as well but great way to come back for for dominic team love that hope we get to cover that one yeah definitely i agree i think dominic team andy murray is a good matchup uh, I'm going to be cheering probably for Dominic Team because I want to see him push on. I, I predicted some really mm. big things from him. I thought yeah. he was going to follow 2021 up with another Grand Slam. Of course, we didn't know the, the injury was going to happen. No. He, for me, was the best of the rest going into that. Medvedev, obviously, on the cuffs as well, especially on the on the hard courts indoors. Um, but yeah. Dominic Team, I'm hoping he can just sort of get back into the fray and really push these guys. Because I still think the most competitive matches with the big three have all come with Dominic Team. I think he pushes Rafa more than most, yeah, and been better than him in the recent occasions they've played. Um, and then with Djokovic, he's also pushes him very far as well. Djokovic usually gets the better of him, but he makes it a very competitive um, encounter and one I love to watch. And that's all we. At the end of the day, we just want to watch competitive tennis where we're not sure what's going to happen and it's interesting, and exciting. And you have to really push the other player to, to produce their best tennis. And I think Dominic team, he allows and makes other players play their best tennis. So I'm hoping he he, he has a really good year and that'll be a nice way to start if he if, if he's able to beat Andy Murray here in this one. And then the winner of that will be playing um, <laughs> Rafael Nadal the next day. The winner yeah. of the other match gets to play Andre Rublev. 
Careful what you wish for. Uh, yeah, I was going to say the winner plays Radu Khan in <laughs> at that time. Yeah, uh, be careful what you wish for. We're playing uh, Rafael Nadal uh, there at 7 o'clock the next day. And Rublev, either Kasper Ruud or Denis Shapovalov. Uh, that's a really competitive matchup, that one. It's a sort of floating under the radar, being overshadowed by Murray and team there. Obviously, the both Grand Slam champions. But Kasper Ruud's had a really good year. But Chapeau can turn it on when he wants to, just whether or not, uh, depends whether he wants to or not. I think Casper Rude will fancy his chances there. Uh, that was a 50-50, though. Rude, Chapeau. I mean, Chapeau plays his best tennis. He could probably do him in straight sets. That's the reality of it. But when, how often do we get to see it? Maybe once every five or six matches, maybe? Yeah. yeah so Chapeau's a bit of a frustrating one. Um, but yeah, the only thing I'm really concerned about is the timings for it. I know it says mm. Rafa's first match will be 7 p.m. I'm assuming that's the local time. Not sure how yeah. that works for us in the UK. Uh, but if we are able to cover any of these, we will certainly be doing it. Even Emma Raducanu, Belinda Bencic, gold medalist, US Open champion. That one could be quite an exciting one as well. And it is an exhibition. It's not going to be ultra competitive, but it's a bit of fun. And I've watched this tournament before when it was on. And I thought it was quite, I quite enjoy it. I like the colour of the courts as well. Yeah. Um, so let's see what, what we're in store for. The, the, what I was here we go. Saturday, the third, I didn't realise there was more. Third place playoffs at 5pm on the Saturday. And then you've got the final 7pm. So that 7pm will be... Christmas. If it is in uh, the time in Dubai, then it will be 3pm in UK time. Okay. Just in All case right. anybody's uh, wondering. And if that's on a Saturday... Prime time, so uh, but unless you're a football fan, but I don't think you can watch any of the matches live anyway at three. So there you go, amazing. You can watch that instead, and then watch match of the day later. <laughs> yeah, I think we're going to move on from Rafa now. Um, we've done well. I could talk about him all day, as you know. Yeah. Um, oh, just obviously. quickly before we go into the next topic, Daria cool. here in the chat saying, "Great interview, guys. I enjoyed listening to them." Uh, shout out to you. Thanks for joining the Patreon. If you want to listen to our most recent interviews with David Ferret and Thomas Burgess in person, go check out the uh, the Patreon for as little as £3 a month. You can listen to them right now. Uh, yeah, but moving on to some more dates and timings, some big news today, and that's the ATP have released the calendar for 2022. Yeah. And I know you've been pretty busy, so you've not had the chance to look at it. So this is a sort of first glance for it you. Is. We kind of know, I think they've done it up until Wimbledon. Um, so we've got up until July. But if you zoom in, we can see we're starting things off. Uh, start of the year, 1st of January, ATP Cup time. Wow. I'm not messing around. It's going to be... <laughs> New Year's, some hungover players. Yeah, it's going to be not many New Year's uh, Eve celebrations. You wouldn't well, think? No, I've, I've, that's a, a bit harsh. But and they Rafa always... is skipping the ATP Cup, another thing to add. He's going to be coming back in the 250. Um, I think, it's, is it Melbourne or Adelaide? I'm not sure which one it is, but he's coming back to one of the 250s before yeah. the Australian Open. Yeah, it makes sense, though. Uh, get get yourself uh, a little bit Do you bit think that's wise for him to skip the ATP Cup? Yeah, I think so. If you can get one tournament in, I think it's fine. I don't think he needs the ATP Cup. Uh, it would be nice to see him there, but I think he's... He only needs one warm-up tournament for me before a Grand Slam. And then he's pretty much similar to like the other big players. 
you can sort of use the first few rounds to be the rest of the warm-up for that tournament. So I think he'll be okay. Um, it's a bit weird, isn't it? That these sports players, they don't... like Even with football, there's normally first to Jan matches for football yeah. as well, isn't there? So yeah. don't, get a, don't get a day off. <laughs> no one gets a You've good day. You've got to remember, though, the ATP Cup is a bit of a select few. Not everyone's yeah, yeah. going to be True. in it. It's only going to be the elite players from each nation. So not... Yeah, it's going to be a select few. I think there's 16 teams, so I think I can see it on the right. But just moving down, it's it's good for us on the podcast as well because this is like the first time we're covering inferior fallish season. You'd think I don't know. I know mm. last year there was a few tournaments which were off the calendar, and it's great that with a lot of these tournaments we covered last year on the podcast for a first time, we're now covering them again. Yeah, and I feel like I'm very familiar with the calendar. Obviously, yes. we've always been tennis fans, but now we know the calendar a lot better through doing the podcast and doing draw previews for all of these. And we will be doing draw previews for every single one of these like we did last year. So make sure to join us in the Tennis Bracket League. You can win money, prizes and lots of things. And it's all for free at the moment. We're going to be right. having a paid one as well to win extra money. But right now we've got a lot of free stuff going on over at the Tennis app. So make sure to download the app on Android or iPhone and join our uh, fantasy league looking at down the schedule january is a good one <laughs> yeah, i was just looking at that yeah. uh, it just actually brings me back memories of do you remember when we first started the podcast i know uh, what you're gonna two, say two Pune. years ago yeah and we were looking at and we were talking about these three tournaments i remember us yeah. discussing montpellier cordoba and the poon uh, that was what we were talking. Hair was in the poon, wasn't it? <laughs> exactly. It was. No, I remember it so well, so vividly. If you want to go check out those really old podcasts of us sitting in a meeting room at work, uh, just the start of how everything began, it was. Uh, yeah, a bit bizarre that now we're talking about these tournaments, and now it's a part of the regular calendar that we're actually going to be doing every single year. But Australia's moved this year. Last year it moved. Now we've moved back. Yeah, which I'm, That's what I'm saying with. it's going to be the first yeah. normal year, um, which is nice. We've got Vanch in the chat. Shout out hey. to you. Saying I'll be alive. Yeah, apologies <laughs> for not been doing many podcasts. Life's been doing life, but we are back. Um, on to February. So I yes. don't want to spend too long on these. It's pretty much standard. I think yeah, yeah. Uh, the Rio Open is one I particularly like. I love that one. It's a, it's a clay court event. I like the Delray Beach one as well. Delray Beach is good. Yeah, mm. some good ones there. Moving down into March. This is where we're going to have... Ooh. Look at this. Indian Wells in March. Back wow. to its normal spot. Um, it's going to be... I forget. I think it's going back to maybe... Is it going to be... It's not going to be a two-week tournament anymore. Is that right? Uh, it, well, it looks like it is, to be honest. Or is it? 10th of March to the 23rd. Yeah, two weeks. So, yeah, it will be a two-week tournament. No, that's Miami. Miami starts on the 23rd. Yeah, I know, but you go to the 17th and then to the 23rd. Okay, fair yeah. enough. And then we've got Miami. Maybe it's not finalised. It'll be good if it is. You've got 96 players in each draw. Because no, so look at the likely, weeks. Yeah. Week 10 and then week 11. So Okay. So we've got two Masters there, Indian Wells and Miami. Yeah, love uh, that. Moving on to April. Double. My personal favourite Masters event, as everyone knows, Monte yeah. Carlo. That's in the wow. calendar. Uh, Belgrade, Barcelona is really good. I think April's a good month for tennis. 
Maybe yeah, I'm being I biased. It. I like the April May tennis. Well, I like the May events. one. Uh, May for me. I know that you're going to say, "Oh God, how come you're saying that?" It's right on gap. But Rome is included in that, and Madrid, and I love those two tournaments. And Roland Garros just tops it all off at the end for me. I mean, yeah. how good are Roland Garros's, or how good have they been over the last two years? But since yeah. we've been doing this, incredible. So, and even bigger news with Roland Garros this year. Um, we're going to be there, most likely. <laughs> I know. Hey, I, know I don't know if I'm allowed to say this yet. Don't but jinx for people it. joining don't us, I'm going to touch don't wood right it. now because I know there's a lot of COVID variants and everything don't, else happening in the don't world. Say it. Me and Ben are heading to Paris in May, and we're hoping to be there. My birthday is in May as well, so I'm oh. not sure if I'll be out there for that. Come but... what may. I don't know. I'd have to see. It's not a bad way to spend your birthday watching. I'm just. Uh, I don't even want to talk about it until we know all the travel stuff. I'm just too too paranoid about it all. So I'm just hoping everything goes back to normal. We got six months. Let's hope everything's back to normal. Into June. Maybe we're gonna. That's as far as we go, bollocks. Yeah, and June's just one of their months. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Wimbledon. It's not more the Ben month. This is. Yeah. We've got, uh, yeah, well, you've got your uh, Eastbourne, you've got your yep. Mallorca, you've got your Queens, and you've got your Hallow. I love it. Oh, all these grass court ones all in a row. The best. Nice. I'm not sure if things can obviously move around still. We don't. It's a bit uncertain time still, so stuff can change. Yeah, this yeah. is just the provisional calendar for the year. I thought it'd be interesting to share. But Looks moving great. on to equally important if not the most important thing probably something we wanted to start with yeah but rafa stole the, the limelight like he usually does but pong sway still yeah. it's all it's all unraveling it's still the story keeps ever growing we've got yeah. the atp chairman issuing a statement the wta issuing a statement the ioce the olympic committee issuing yeah. a statement today and they're all very different um I think we start off with, I know we're going to start, do you mind starting with the WTA one first? Sure, sure. Is it because I think, next? yeah, that's this one. Yeah. This is a more, I, I want to start with positive story because the WTA, what yes. they've done, yeah, they're not really a good. big body with a lot of money. They're, they're going to be hurt by this more than anyone else. This will affect them more than the Olympics, anyone, because they're not someone who has endless pools of cash. No, and for no. them, so what they've done is, with the full support of the WTA board of directors, I'm announcing the immediate suspension of all WTA tournaments in China, including Hong Kong. Hats off to them. Yeah, yeah. I and think Steve, it's... Steve Simon, I believe, the, the guy. Yeah, I think it's great what they're doing. Uh, I noticed that, isn't it the same? I saw something uh, Gene posted on Discord as well. I think it's uh, from ITF Tennis as well. That I think the same thing is... Uh, or similar things are happening throughout the tennis world now with uh, ATP as well. And uh, But the WTA, the ones who are coming out with the, the, the biggest, harshest stance on the whole thing, and I think they should. Uh, obviously, the biggest tournaments for women's tennis are going to be out there. I'm still not convinced. Uh, I'm sure the whole world is not really convinced by what we've seen. We've seen video footage. We've seen a really weak statement that's come out that doesn't sound like it was written by her at all. And we don't really know about the safety uh, of her at the moment or her family or anyone like that. We don't really know the ins and outs of anything. There's no way of us actually finding out. Uh, and 
it doesn't seem like she can just speak freely about anything. So until we find uh, until she's actually able to meet someone in person or able to actually say something more than a, just a, a statement that just gets put out into the press, then I don't think we're really going to know what's going on. And it's still a bit worrying, uh, if I'm honest. Yeah, it doesn't. We've not, not no one's heard from her directly, and it just feels like it's like it's not been. Um, it's just been sort of squashed over by people inside China to try and make people sharp about it. But all it's she done is made more people talk about it. No one believes what they're saying. She's still missing. She said some very contra- uh, some really controversial things, which I completely stand. I, well, you don't know that, but I believe her what she's saying, and all of a sudden gone missing. It happens far too often in China. And now the WTA have made a good stance. On the other side of things, though, the ATP, weak, pathetic, flimsy, waste of time. Um, What's the point? Move over, Ben. Yeah, on to the ATP, sorry. That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) Yeah, apologies. The WTA's ones like that. No, no. And we've got Andrea uh, Gadenzi, the ATP chairman, uh, saying the situation involving Peng Shui, uh, continues to raise serious concerns within and beyond our sport. The response to those concerns has far fallen short. We again urge for a line of open, direct communication between the player and the WTA in order to establish a clearer picture of our situation. We know that sport can have positive influence on society and generally believe that having a global presence gives us the best chance of creating opportunity and making an impact. We will continue to consult with our members and monitor any developments as this issue evolves. Waste of time flimsy doesn't mean anything it's just trying to tick some boxes they're not doing anything just a a pr uh, it's not even it's just actually it's been terrible for the atp it's a bad look there's people calling for him to resign i don't understand it really there's no point even coming out and saying that there's there's no sub it's just not doing anything nothing statement isn't it really just like oh by the way we've got uh Make sure you put out that thing uh, because there's uh, that uh, that that tennis player's uh, gone missing. Yeah, yeah. Make sure you put that statement out. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry, I'll put one out. Uh, yeah, don't confirm anything or deny anything or say what we're doing. Just just make sure you put something out. Not one mention of China. Either. No, just just put something out. They're petrified. Just just put something out. That's it. Well, and then money's talking for them. They're not going to oh, pull just... out of any events in China, and they're going to stick with it. But the WTA have, and that's going to affect them more. And listen. I'm going to do all we can on this podcast to promote uh, women's tennis and certainly the WTA because they've done a good deed here and something which is protecting not necessarily their best interests in terms of their their operation when he's to run off financial uh, means, but they're doing it out of good intention and for human life and for a level of care to an individual who right now we don't know, but is under threat, you'd think. But yeah, there's no way of telling. That's the problem. And uh, until we actually know the full uh, details, maybe they're airing on the side of caution just in case everything's all right and then they didn't have to take such a hard stance. And they're like, see, look, there you go. We took the right stance now. Didn't go too hard on it. And now we can still do the events in China. I don't know what... I, I just think WTA have got the... Uh, got. I don't know. Normally when... There isn't any. You don't hear anything. It's for a reason. Like if there's, if she was willing to, if she wanted to speak out, or if she wanted to say something, I'm sure she would have said something by now. Mm. This is the thing. Like I know that everybody like tries to 
look at it from two sides. But normally, there's there's a reason behind why there's just there's no activity. Like you just think like, oh, well, how active was she before? She was probably quite an active person if she was a very big tennis star and big on social media. And now they've shut down people searching tennis or her name uh, in social media to even prevent other people finding out about it in China. It just, I don't know, it's just very, it's a very strange thing that I don't think it can be ignored. And I just think we need to need to find out what's going on there. We don't know the ins and outs. It's, it's bizarre. I just, I, there's part of me, I just, I'm this like, level of concern. And I don't, I, I'm just not happy with what we've seen so far. They've shown press, they've shown some like video press releases and stuff. I don't even know what to believe anymore. I've seen it, I've showed her at an event as well. I don't believe it at all. I just don't know. Like, uh, what it, is that she true? She needs to say something just with the WTA there or I don't know it just it's not working at the moment and we need to keep talking about it and we're going like to continue person to talk to person about it on the meeting like you need to have like a a meeting with somebody like and maybe not in China maybe yeah. in allow her to travel somewhere then we'll I know I think that's going to be very difficult but exactly. moving on to the last one we've got Djokovic talking about it there as well uh, and he says uh I support WTA's stance. It's life of a tennis player that is in question here. We need to stand together. Male and female t- uh, players, ATP and WTA. I thought that was yeah. a really nice statement from him. Um, and when there's been a lot of negative press surrounding him at the moment, this is nice to see a good story um, regarding his stance on the Pong Shui case. And he is standing by it as well and showing his support for a big name to be doing that. I think that really does help the cause oh it does for sure it's got anybody i even awareness well that's the more people who speak about it and the more people with a higher stature that do speak about it the better and i was actually pretty pleased that um when i flicked on joe rogan's podcast one of the first topics he spoke about on one of his latest podcasts was this story and we know his reach as well and i've had people it's weird, isn't it? We were talking about this, what, two yeah. weeks ago or something? And now I've had friends and people suddenly starting to message me about it. It was sort of similar to like when we had Radu Khan, who was doing well in the US Open. Oh, look, suddenly everyone's a tennis fan. Everyone knows what's going on. It's similar, but for a more sinister reason now. And at least the word, that means when you get people messaging you who aren't normally tennis like fanatics or fans, and they're just your regular friends who don't even watch tennis, then you know at least that it is out there now, and it is common knowledge, and the world is aware of this. And I think the the more that that happens, the better, to be honest. Yeah, exactly that, mate. Uh, moving on to the final one, I don't think we've got any graphics for this, but I'll let Ben get up uh, some of the draw, and that's Davis Cup action. Davis Cup's been a massive success. Okay, There's been a lot of look. good stories about it. Everyone seems to be enjoying it. I've not been able to watch as much as I'd have liked to. Um, but of course, no. I've been following the results and seeing what's happening. And really, the big story for me was Italy. Uh, going back to Monday, they lost to Croatia. Borna Goyo beating Senego in three sets. And that really set it up because we know the Croatians have the really good doubles pairing in uh, Metkic-Pavic. And they were yes. able to beat Sinofanini in that one. 
which means, really, if you can win one of the singles, they're, Croatia are going to always do very well. And that's yes. my stance on it because their doubles pairing is dangerous. So Croatia could be some serious dark horses. Um, and wait, I'm, I'm pretty confident gonna, they're still in. Have you got the draw up? I'm just going to try and find it on... Uh... I've sent it to you, mate, in the live in the private chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, I, I can't seem to uh, bring it up on the uh, to, to bring the results up. I can see. No, you don't need the results. Just bring the draw up, and I'll talk through the results. Okay, here we go. One sec. I think I've got it. Here, so, here we go. Okay, yeah, moving I've got on it. to the next. I've yeah, got it. There yeah. we go. On no the next worries. day, we had Apologies. obviously uh, GB. They went out. <laughs> Not good for them. Losing to Germany. Cam Norrie losing to Straff. That was a big shock. And we know the Germans have great doubles as well. We so does the UK, and it was very close, GB versus uh, Germany. But there was two tie breaks, 12-10 in one of them, and then 7-5 in the other. Um, and then the most recent ones, we've got uh, Serbia going through, beating uh, Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan. And yep. today, Russia going through, beating Sweden. Didn't even need the doubles. They did it in two, Rublev yep. and Medvedev. You've got to favour the Russians. I think their team is so good. You've got Azar so <laughs> lurking around. I know they won ATP Cup last year as well. Um, and right there, you can see the semi-finals. Now we're going to be presented with Russia, Croatia. Germany, yeah, and Croatia, Serbia. Love that. Really, really uh, nice matchups that we're going to have there. And obviously, well, Serbia. You'd fancy their chances. They've got one guy on there. I think Croatia, they're real dark horses. The reason I say it is their they doubles are, are so horses. good. And all they need to do for me is win one of the singles. And I think they'd always win the doubles. Um, yeah, they've definitely got a massive advantage in the doubles. That's that's it. But will they win one of the singles? That's Cilic. The thing. Cilic he's always got a chance. He always does you think Cilic would beat Kez, Kez, Kezmanovic? Yeah, I mean, Kekmanovic didn't look that great, to be honest. So I see where you're coming from. He lost to Kukushkin in the uh, Kazakhstani match, two tie breaks. I think you said that previously. It's possible. It's it not going to be that, though. It'll be Djokovic, Chilich Djokovic. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Um, the fancy Djokovic to win any singles that he's going to be playing in this one. And uh, in the other side, obviously, Germany, Russia. It seems like it's the uh, the final of the uh, ATP finals all over again. Uh, <laughs> uh, Zverev and uh, Medvedev. Uh, is uh, Zverev, is he competing in this event? No. No, well, there you go. So we had Dan Evans versus Peter Gyofchek. And uh, Gyofchek, I thought he'd do a bit better against Evans. Lost 6-2, 6-1. Yeah, then Nori, then Nori lost. So I don't know. It wasn't it wasn't meant to be for GB this year. No. Bit of a shambles, to be honest. Nori needs to be doing better than that. We've got yeah. Davo here saying Gojo can beat anyone of the other Serbians. He's feeling confident. <laughs> now, listen, Gojo, go on, look at his bro. form. Look at Go Gojo's form. He's been playing very well. Um, I don't know if you want to bring it up, or maybe I can. I can bring it up if you want, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he doesn't do bring it up. Just just talk through it. Let's do I it. Can't find Let's it right do now. it. Come on, I'll do it for you. Don't worry about it, mate. Let's do it. We're here, mate. We haven't done a pod in a while. We can bring up a little bit of form. He's here, been mate. playing very well. I've been All impressed right. with him. He's beaten. I've got it up now. He's beaten Poprin already, and then Sanego. <laughs> so he is the the ace up the sleeve. Twenty three years old. He's a player. Ben will tell you who I like a lot. Yeah, he's great. And he's, he's doing it. <laughs> 
that time. Look at that. Beat Barankis there as well. Going back down. Just have a look at a few of his other good wins. Pullman's. Oh. Well, <laughs> let's not go too far. <laughs> no, he has beat Millman as well recently. Let's, let's go down and uh, have a look at a few more matches, eh? He's a very decent player, though. 23. You remember everybody sort of blooms at their own time. Uh, so don't don't just uh, look at it and just think, ah, oh, he's over the hill. No, no, he's not he beating Millman. Davo was saying it, it was Poprin. Look who he beat, though. Talon Griggs, boy. No, yeah. not many people Pretty can good. say that. <laughs> no, Talon hardly Griggs. anyone's beating him this year. It's a fair well, play. Talon Griggs, boy, is he still on his ridiculous run at the moment? I don't think he's played since uh, mid no. mid November. He's taken a bit of time off, surprisingly, after playing however many <laughs> tournaments. Five in a row, was it? Five tournament wins in a row for uh, Talon Griggs. I mean, it's just bizarre. Don't know how he keeps doing it. Surely yeah. he's gonna have to play some ATP events at some point soon. Stop, exactly. get out of those challenges, mate. Well, it wasn't You're the US good. Open playing against Djokovic, but I think that was the last loss he had. Um, but I think we should wrap it up. I know we've got work tomorrow, uh, yes. and this one's definitely going on a bit. Yeah. But what Thanks. I wanted to say, Ben, yeah. quickly was your <laughs> prediction for Davis Cup, and then we're gonna wrap it up. Uh, my prediction for Davis Cup, I think I'm gonna go with Russia. To be honest, mate. Okay, I'm gonna go. <laughs> go oh, on. I don't know. I'm going to go Russia as well. I think. Oh, Russia there you go, Croatia. Davo was nah, hoping. Croatia's my dark horse, but I think Russia win. Quick shout. I, I just out. I, listen. I don't see. I don't can't see how they lose. Well, I know they're Too they're good. very good. The singles, but Rublev a little bit susceptible. These. I think we do have to give a shout out as well. We are the Brits, and Vance saying it rightly. Uh, Conta, Joanna Conta, she has retired from uh, tennis. A uh, bit sad somebody who you possibly could fancy to go deep in a grand slam and uh not maybe in recent uh times but she's still been one of our better players now yeah. maybe the introduction of radu Kanu and that type of thing has maybe helped her on her way like no longer british number one and Mate, uh she's a mom she's just she's choosing her family life that's exactly what she's doing have her child and just enjoy that. Fair play to her. Really lovely lady. Loves her dog. And I've got a lot of respect for her in that. As a tennis <laughs> player, though, won't be missed from my perspective. Oh, I do, not, I do not find her that enjoyable to watch. Boo. But lovely lady. I wish her all the best with her family boo. life. And hopefully she's in, involved in tennis in some way because I think she was a very good tennis player in spells at times. But not from, it just didn't excite me particularly much. I thought she was too inconsistent. I I didn't mind her, but for me, she always struggled against the power players, and that was always a big fear that she would come up against one. Um, I think she lost her. I think it was Cerebres Tormo in quite dramatic fashion in one uh, of her recent matches, and you saw what Radu Kanu did to her. So I think we'll end on that anyway. Yeah, um, let's wrap it up. Yeah, let's wrap it up. Uh, she does have a podcast as well, so go check out her podcast, uh, nice. Joanna Conta. Uh, I'm sure she's a, a good listen. Anyway, thanks for joining us on this one. I know it's been a while. Uh, if you haven't already, hit the like button on the video. Subscribe if you're new. Rafa's going to be back. I'm excited. GTL's and back. Soap, and GTL's back as well. Come so. on! And also check out our Patreon as well because we've got some good interviews on there and you can have an exclusive look into them if you are a patron. David Ferrer, Thomas Burgess, and plenty more added very soon. 
but for now, we love you and leave you and see you on the next one. Will do, guys. See you soon. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.